Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. Back, Dr. Smith. I'm in a different, I look a little different today. Yeah, it, look, it looks looks nice. I, I like that little background you got this going is, on. This is my, this is where I usually do my coaching. Mm-hmm. And when I meet with, yeah, clients and students. And so that other area is my more artsy area, but this is mm-hmm. my more, but this is a much easier area because this is where I'm usually <laughs> more. <laughs> that's, this is, this is more of home. So. Anyway, you got, you got like the the dry uh, dry plant activity going on. Back and those there. of you like who it. are just listening, again, you got to go to YouTube so you can see. Um, look up three MB podcast, yeah. um, and you'll see. But yeah, I've got I've got this. I've got a boundaries book, which is a book I refer a lot of people to. Right. Um, I've got my little cube here that actually it's. It gives me like different things to do each go. day. Oh, it's yeah. on. Be silly. Maybe I'll do the be silly today. Anyway, so Nothing yeah, this that. is. <laughs> <laughs> so enough of all of that. We are we are um, just you and I today. Just, just you and us. I. And you know, we 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 get to some some good some good nuggets when we were here talking on on our own. Mm-hmm. And we'll be doing just you and I for a couple of episodes, but then yep. we'll be bringing back, bringing back some people. So yep. before we get into today's topic, um, I'm going to let you share a business tip. Uh, music quick, tip. Quick music tip is um, CD Baby has a very useful tool and just found out about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk about planning your releases, your CD releases they actually have something where you go on the site and you can, it'll walk you through what you need to do for your music release. Like there's a pop-up and you type in like the name or whatever. And and it sort of generates, it's like a wizard. It's like an online wizard Mm -hmm. of doing Mm -hmm. your CD release. And so I I thought it was very useful and helpful for people who just don't like to read lists or they just need somebody to, what do I need to do next? Okay. Right. And they just walk you through it. So they got a, a free tool um, to walk you through your CD release. Well, they stole my idea because, and see, I should have, I mean, I Oops. had had that. I know. <laughs> I had been saying forever that I need to create some type of checklist or some kind of, you know, boom, 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 so that people yeah. can just boom, boom, boom when it comes to releasing their music. But that's okay. Well, I do I'll have, give a, it to I have a checklist. It's in, it's in my book. Actually, it's in yeah. back, the back matter of my book. It's a release, uh, CD release, a checklist. But um, CD Baby just one up both of us and did a, a nice little wizard. So that's <laughs> that's cool. Took it over. You know, it's all but good. It's all good. It's all good. Well, that's a very good tip, and I, you know, I cannot urge people enough. Yes. To please, you have to have strategy in your release. You cannot just drop a bomb. There is. I know it appears that that is what your major people do, but I promise you it is not, it is not, it is not. It's incredibly strategic. And then for you, in order for you to have longevity, in order for you to um, be able to 
see your song move and 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 be promoted properly you have to have a strategy strategy of how you're going to release it so that is my soapbox please go check out cd baby if they're offering that that's really we'll, good we'll put a link i have a link to it yeah. okay awesome today's podcast is brought to you by Bandzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Bandzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team. Not one, not two, but seven days a week. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month. And includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to Banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days. And be sure to use our promo code, MAKINGMONEYPOD, to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, Making Money Pod to get 15% off the first year. Awesome. Well, today's topic, um, this is actually a topic that um, I discussed on Clubhouse because y'all know I'm on Clubhouse. Follow me at Kenya MJ Music. (laughs) One of these days I'll be there. I know I officially have a club, a clubhouse called Finding Your Voice. Our membership is growing big time, um, which is exciting. Um, last I look, I think we had over 100 people. I don't uh-huh. know, there's a lot of people in the group. Um, and so there's a regular room that I run with Tracy Cruz, and room means a topic basically every yeah. um, Thursday, actually, um, called Singer's Guide to Success. And so one of our topics that we did was um, transitioning from virtual to in-person gigs. And so that's what I wanted us to explore a little bit more here on our podcast, because we're now, well, I don't know. It's just like the vaccine, everything, things will be going with COVID and then they go back and forward and back. And, you know, there's just, it's a lot, but I will say I am definitely seeing more shows um, that I see fellow singers and, you know, artists, you know, announcing and promoting in-person shows. So we're definitely starting to move in the direction of live shows. But we started thinking about what are some things you have to think about and accepting a gig or booking a gig or, you know, because it's not like we're just going right back to how it was. Right. We can't just jump right back in and, and create the same problem. Exactly. Exactly. And so we just explored, obviously we had different people who brought up questions and points and comments. So it kind of spawned us to think about things that I hadn't even really thought about. So I wanted to kind of just talk with you, Dr. Smith today about, you know, some, some major things I think that we do need to keep in mind 
um, and not get so excited, you know, just get overly excited to get back on the stage that we don't think about some critical things moving forward um, from virtual to in-person. The other thing that really came up was this, you know, don't sleep on virtual. Virtual is here to stay. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. I, and, you, and, and you threw that doctor in. I'm not a medical doctor. No. <laughs> I am a music doctor. <laughs> He's a music doctor. So although music is medicine, but it is, it is. You know, uh, but yeah, no, I think that that people really need to um to you know take take your time, take your time, uh plan plan just like we talk about planning your release, plan your performances, uh and, and plan your 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 coming back, you know. Um talk to yeah. venues who's who's actually interested in, in having live performances. Um and you know, some don't don't just be the first one to jump out in there. Um, I know some other folks uh, in the jazz community um, are having like pop up concerts, and yeah. they're doing concerts on people's lawns and backyards, and they're mm. having you know outdoor performances to to bring people in, and um, so they're, they're creating their own venue. Like we we had met talked that way nice. back in our, one of yeah. our early podcasts about creating your own, you know, booking venues and things. And right. um, so that's, that's sort of what uh, some of these folks are doing, but you know, some venues like playing inside of a venue and it's kind of something you have to think about if you, if you're not vaccinated, but hopefully right. by the end of next month, everybody that wants a vaccine will ha- will be able to get one or have one. So I I would say probably by June, uh, and pretty much by July, um, everything will start be start opening, and all all venues will be open. Yeah, I think if you're a venue who's been able to survive, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because That's unfortunately, the there's a lot of smaller venues which really housed a lot of independent and emerging yep. and developing artists. You know, may not be able to open their doors again just because a whole year loss of revenue. Yep. You know, they may not have been able to sustain that. And I think nine times out of ten, they they weren't. But so I think you brought up some good things. You know, outdoor versus indoor. That's one thing I, I want us to yep. talk about for consideration. I think also producing your own event versus getting booked. Yeah. Um. And so maybe we can explore those kind of two areas, and then if we have some other thoughts, we can kind of conclude with that. But the the whole um, you know indoor versus outdoor. Um, I think that yes, the weather is chirping, starting to you know spring is trying to. Well, although I'm in Chicago and spring, she be getting she 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 bipolar. <laughs> she takes her time. She, t- <laughs> she takes uh, her she, time. She 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 gets nostalgic. I I miss winter. Let exactly. me just bring her back for a day. So. <laughs> Um, but I think overall, obviously we're going to be starting to shift more toward the summer season. And so, yeah, I think the more you have the ability to be outside is always going to be, um, more favorable because you can just mitigate social distancing so much easier, um, with that. So, um, I think that that, you know, festivals I'm hearing, yep. Yeah. are starting to, you know, do things. And I had the opportunity to talk to a person who is on the other side. He's not an artist, but he does, um, he's like a promoter and booking. Okay. And so what he's been doing is scoping out how different venues, festivals are kind of, you know, getting themselves back on board so he can know how to set conditions up appropriately right. for 
artist, which I thought, you know, and so I think the safety is then where I kind of want to go into is um, I think it's really important. Like you said about the vaccine situation, obviously it's still your choice, but understand, you know, we still do have a pandemic (laughs) and when you are a singer or um, a wind instrument, it's not six feet. It's not 10 feet. It's not 12 feet. It's like 18 to 20 feet that you need to. Yes. The different, I I was just on a, not too long ago, a virtual um, zoom with some, with Grammy music cares, some vocal coaches. And they were talking about for, because obviously when you're singing, you know, you're the velocity you're forcing. And it's the same for wind instruments for horns. And, you know, they're doing the same idea. And so as an artist, particularly as singers and musicians, you have to be looking out for your safety. And so I think that it's just really important when you are looking to book something or if you're being asked to perform for something, you need to hear what are their safety precautions and not just, oh, everybody's going to be wearing masks and you need to know what's the setup for you. Are you going to be how many feet away? Where's your stage placed at? Um, what's the expectation pre-show, post-show? Um, you know, are you going to be doing greets afterwards? Are you selling merch in person? How are you handling that? Because that's different people coming up to you. All those things need to be considered. And if something were to happen legally, liability-wise, what right, is on the table? Right. So, yep. um, so it's a lot. I-, I would say um, put that in your contracts. Uh, I hadn't even because yes. I'm not really performing live. So I hadn't even thought about that. But if I was, that's definitely a consideration I would have because I have a standard performing contract. And, right. you know, this is a whole different circumstance. So put that in in your your last paragraph. You know, um, what are what are the, the repercussions or, you know, things that you that you can get? Um, just put that put it down in writing for right. uh, for that. But, yeah, it's it's a lot to think about. And then I would say if you're you're performing um or if you're trying to book yourself and you're looking for venues that you're trying to get into uh know the venue know how big the stage is how much can you social distance right um and if really what i would be looking for is outdoor spots um places yeah. where you can play outdoors that at, at this point in time like for this this season maybe as we get closer to the holidays or something like that you might consider like, you know, the, the traditional small stage type of setups um, that we're used to. But um, right now, I would uh, really look for outdoor, large stage type of places where everybody can space out, um, have their own area, and, and really just control their, the, the dynamics of, of what they're dealing with so they don't get, you know, put into any yeah. potential situations. Yeah. And, and back to what you were saying, as far as putting it in writing, you know, if you're needing help with that, this is when that handy lawyer, (laughs) this is when it's really important. And especially this is so new. Um, I'm sure you can Google a little bit of something to kind of see some language, but if you, you know, I, I keep my attorney in my back pocket. Like we own, you know, we, I don't, he's not on, you know, some crazy retainer where I, you know, he's getting all this money from me because I, you know, I'm not using him regularly, but when situations like this, and I absolutely know that he can get in there and write the language the way it needs to be, um, you know, make sure you consider, consider that. And, and every state typically has some pro bono, um, attorney, um, availability on, especially within the arts, 
Um, if you are having, you know, some difficulty with, with finding that typically I'd have to kind of find an exact resource, but that is, that is quite typical. Um, because attorneys, you know, they are, you know, they are asked to do a, a fair amount of hours pro bono. And this is a nice, simple kind of direct. It's just, I just need some language for, um, for a contract. Um, the other thing I, when you were talking about venues, I will say that most of the venues that I'm seeing that are opening, you know, they are definitely, you know, they know that they have some big liability right, <laughs> situation. Right. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't, right. So they, they're, they don't, they don't want to survive a pandemic only to be <laughs> shut down on a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so a lot of them are, you know, they're definitely doing limited capacity. I know here in Chicago at city winery, they're opening up and starting to do shows again and city winery typically i think it could seat 350 or 400 people and they're doing okay. 50 they're down to a 50 people you can only buy tickets in group of twos or group of fours um because they don't want any parties to be inter- in other words when you're at a table you're sitting at a table only with people you came got with. you got you um and then the stage the stage at city winery i know is a very small stage so i'm not quite sure how artists you know what they're doing but um, usually artists were right there. So I know that there's not going to be housing with that way. I'm sure they're shifting all of that. And I think the food situation, um, dining, you know, it's, it's uh, contactless, no, no contact right. with order. So they, a lot of these places have definitely, you know, they know to open their doors, they had to go through the whole state, you know, regulations when it regards this. So but a really established venue like City Winery, you probably can trust that they are doing the best mm-hmm. and the most that they know how to do to make sure they can function. But if it's just little blowjoes, you know, pub and whatever, you need to check on which, you know, a lot of us play at. If they are saying we want you, you really need to, to look at safety if it's indoors. And if it's outdoors, even though it's outside, you still want to understand the capacity and you still want to understand the flow. Yep. of 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 people and and how they interact with you i was really really surprised i saw in miami which is florida and i know florida and texas are our two kind of leaders in loose goosiness with uh precautions but i did see like i think vivica fox or some other people had done some kind of comedy show indoors at a venue in miami and you know one of my cousins took a picture with her and i'm like she's just letting herself stand pictures with people you know and i've seen that a lot and i you know um no mask you know in the picture and and so you do want to you know everybody to each their own i know me personally i would not be comfortable with doing greets meeting greets after my show or before my show um because i don't have any idea of what who when where we're just not at that point yet with the, we'll get there eventually. We yeah, are not yeah. there right now. To me, we're not there right now. Yeah, so I, I just I that's just my comfort that, level. Yeah, I mean, really, if if you're vaccinated, then you do have a level of comfort or confidence. Um, because if you do catch COVID, you won't die. But <laughs> if if you uh, if you're not vaccinated, you don't know. It's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. And even if you're vaccinated and no, you won't die, but you, you are now a carrier. Right. So now you have to be, you know, if you're thinking about the people around you, you know, you, you could be transmitting this unknowingly. 
Yeah. So, you know, I, again, that gets us back into COVID talk, but it, it is a, there, there is a real science happening here, mm-hmm. whether we like it, dislike it, you know, government, all the things, but your safety, you know, is just, it's, I still, I'm with what Will said at the beginning, don't be so quick to run and rush, take yeah. your time. And you really have to use discernment. You know, I have now been started to get asked to perform the soonest date was in October. Mm -hmm. I said that I was okay right now for us to put it as a little placeholder and pencil. Um, I haven't announced that. So don't be going, oh, that's no, I'm considering it. It's pencil. It's actually, I don't even, what's less than pencil? It's got about five eraser marks attached to it. Nothing is signed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So just, just use that. So that's, those are some just basic things to think about. Um, so There's a lot what, of other layers to that. What, what I would 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 tag on to what we're we're talking about, and we're, we you wanted to move into this um, too, is the the virtual aspect. Um, what I would say uh, is probably a, a great way to do it, and this, I've seen a lot of people do this. Uh, not a lot, but some some jazz musicians in the area and some some folks that like to perform. Um, they'll have their outside concerts, and like I said, they'll they'll book like backyard concerts. Uh, and they actually have a sign-up list for folks to, if you want a concert in your backyard. And nice. so they have a list of, and then they'll create the flyer of uh-huh. just basically like a tour flyer, like everybody does. Uh, these are the backyards we're, we're hitting at during the, during the month nice. or this nice. summer or whatever. But what you could do is have that in conjunction with your virtual. So you right. video your backyard, the backyard performances as your virtual performance. And so you're, you're tagging both sides of the other coin. You're, you're, you're staying safe and you're right. having a live outdoor performance, but you're also online doing your virtual thing. Right. And that was the other huge part of our discussion that we had on clubhouse was the fact that virtual now is probably going to be the other line. Yep. That's a part of your setup when you're performing now. Yep. Um, you absolutely want to be able to still have virtual capacities um, so that obviously people who are not comfortable with coming, but do want to still support and still listen, they can still watch. Obviously that gets into a whole lot because there's a lot of new technology platforms, third-party things who, you know, you can kind of get linked in with, um, you could be as basic as just have somebody with their phone and they stream it live somewhere. Or if that needs to be a more ticketed, if you want to still charge people for that virtual thing, mm-hmm. which I would, I would encourage you to. Um, because it's a way to really capitalize. Because again, if I'm at City Winery and I only have 50 people in the audience, you know, 50 yeah. times, do the math. That's, that's not, that's really, not going to bring the revenue. That's not going to bring the revenue. But if I have those 50 people, but then I'm streaming to 200 people or 500 people or 50 more people, you know, it's just, it's giving. So there, there's a lot, a lot of venues are accommodating that now. Yeah. Well, well, plus you can do it in conjunction with the venue, you know, the venue exactly. might have extra funds to basically set it up for you, hire right. an actual professional videographer right. and you all can both split just like you split uh, the bar or split the, the, uh, the tickets, split the, the online virtual attendance. Right. A lot of, and a lot of venues are, definitely, you know, doing that, looking into yeah. doing that. Um, the other way is where I've been seeing people do is maybe having a really, really small studio audience. 
Um, so maybe it's just 25 people or so, and you get a small venue and you perform and you have it professionally recorded. So you have a pre-recording. Mm-hmm. So you've got the energy of the live audience so that you're not just performing without that. You have the energy, but you have it pre-recorded so that it's professionally shot in a way that you can then air it on, you know, do a watch party or what have you. And you can get really creative with that watch party. You can make that watch party where, again, it's ticketed. Um, you could make that watch party. If you wanted it to be free or, you know, donations, cash apps or whatever, you could do that however you want. And then you also have this beautiful footage of yourself. So you can take clips, um, post it in your social media, your YouTube pages. There's a lot of ways. And that becomes, you know, a bit of an investment because obviously to hire, you know, you've got to have the venue, the space, but that's why I say get a little bit of a live audience that pays a little bit to be there. Um, you know, create a a decent experience for them. And then when you do, you know, your watch party or what have you, you know, maybe tag a little bit of funding to that as well. So it actually is going to really open the doors to a lot more, um, honestly, with the ability to now, you know, do things virtually and in person. But again, you need to be strategic, need to think it through, need to take your time. Um, and you need to, you know, think of all the steps, not just, oh, this is a great idea. Yeah, so. exactly. And, um, you know, just idea wise, I think some, some people can do some versus concerts. Yes. You know, uh, some yes. bands can do some versus concerts or. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, I've, I've started to see some of that too. Yeah. What, like wedding yeah. bands. That'd be awesome. The different wedding <laughs> bands doing a versus <laughs> yeah. a promo for both of them. And then. And one thing idea you could do is uh, do a versus against yourself, you know, oh, wow. on, on stage and then leave the stage to come back in another outfit, you know, <laughs> be alternate ego. <laughs> well, this is a really good time to also do some really nice virtual listening parties right. of your new, new material. So um, don't always think, you know, I know we're all used to having the release party show and well, that's a really wonderful thing to be able to do online now. You know, you can share your screen, you can, um, you know, if you have videos, um, if you just want to audio play some things, if you created a lyric video, you know, with yeah. one of your releases, so it's a really nice way to just kind of welcome people and you can, you can ticket it. And I encourage you to, because if you don't, customers are going to get really used to this free content. Right, and when it's right. time for you to charge, they're not that, that might be a little bit harder pulling from them. So, um, so, yeah, so we're, we're about done, but I did want to, we, the, the other thing we talked about or that you had also mentioned was, um, was it the booking of your own versus getting booked by? Um, yeah, well, that, that's one of the things uh, we were sort of dancing around is just if, if you're getting booked at a venue, um, yeah, just really make sure that uh, their, their standards, their health standards are up to snuff um, and ask them all the questions you need to ask and then get everything on a contract um, right. and, and just make sure that, that all the I's are dotted and T's across. But if you're doing your own um, live performances, like, you know, like we said, booking background gig, back backyard gigs, mm-hmm. um, just, just the same, same deal. Be, be mindful of spacing um, masking. And of course, horn players can't, can't really mask when they're playing their horns. Right. But, and same uh, with singers. I mean, although I singers. have starting to see singers perform with masks, I did see that recently, which was yeah. a little interesting. Yeah. But, and and yeah. there's a saxophonist. I know I've seen him uh, do some live, live virtual concerts. The whole band is in the back. Everybody's in the shot. 
um, he's the only one not wearing a mask because he can't. So right. Right. Uh, everybody no. else is wearing a mask. So yeah, and that's that's I've been yeah I think most of that you know if you're a, um, from drummer to you know obviously guitar or if you're just not having to use your mouth, <laughs> right. then then you know being masked up. Yeah. Um, one last thing, and then we're gonna let you guys go. Um, is you know, I, I did have some artists ask, what do we charge when it's virtual? If we're, if there is a venue um, and they want to do virtual, what's, what's reasonable for me to ask? And that is all over the board because it really depends on so many factors. It depends on your worth, your history of how you typically yeah. getting paid. I don't think that you should just assume because it's virtual, you shouldn't get paid. Right. Um, or that you should somehow really, really lower your rates. I don't think that at all, because honestly, that promoter or host or, or venue or whatever has the capacity to make a whole lot of money by doing this virtually, because now they have the room. If, if their place only traditionally held 500 people, now they have access to thousands of people. So, you know, should you get paid, you need to get paid accordingly. So right. That this is this is again, but just to be thinking, I the, you know, there's a lot of layers to that. There's one more piece of that I just just mm-hmm. popped in my head. Um, when you get your contract uh, set up, also include this is very key. Include that they cannot release your recordings. Yeah, yeah. They cannot release your live recordings. Yeah. If you're doing it joint, you know, collaboratively. Um, yes, they want to make some money on it and only put that they can broadcast it on their, their website or Facebook page, um, as promotional material. Mm, Um, other than that, they cannot release anything, um, from any live performance that you do. Cause uh, you know, if it's not in writing, then you could just take the, that live recording and be like, can you live? Can you live here? Get pay me this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, all, so, all they got to do yeah. is pay you the the, the regular royalties, but they make right. money from the other side of the public. Right, they're making so. from the other side, right? So yeah, so so there's a lot of legs. We just wanted to introduce this idea to get yeah. you get your brain thinking. Um, obviously, you probably have some questions. If you have questions, feel free to email them to us at mm-hmm. 3mbpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and obviously, if we're able to answer, we will. If we're not, we'll try to uh, refer you to a space that could answer. But you should be you know, starting to think of this if you're a performing artist and you're wanting to get back to performing. Um, and it's better to start exploring some of that now um, so that as things ramp up, you're, you're more prepared. Yeah. Great. Uh, uh, lots to think about. <laughs> yeah. Was this was good. Yeah, it was a lot. It was good. It was really good. So, all righty. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Continue to tune in. Like I said, we'll be back again with another kind of topic and then we'll be bringing in more guests. So make sure you're subscribing to our YouTube channel, watching us, listening to us, subscribing on, on the podcast platforms, listening to us on dcradio.org. Our gov, I always mess that up. DCRadio.gov. Goodness. Listen to us in syndication there every day at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that is all. Awesome. We'll see you all next week. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com. 